0: This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Good morning in Philippians chapter 3, which is our foundational scripture that we have been attacking for about, ooh eight or nine weeks now, a couple of months, um, almost going on three months, and we have been dealing with. Because of the word of God and where God is taking us, we have been dealing with learning how to press forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And we looked, we're looking at Philippians chapter 3 beginning at verse 13. It says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. So even if you're kind of messed up and don't know where it's going, God said, I will reveal it even unto you. So we have been looking at this scripture, and those are, that's the scripture that we've been running out of that God has been dealing with us about in every area of life. In the old man, and how to push forward when you suffered loss in your family, when you suffered death in your family. And now he's moved us in. Well, how do I move... Uh, forward when I'm disappointed, and one of the things, one of the ways you're disappointed is when you have death in the family. You're disappointed, but God has been showing us, and I think this is our third teaching on, or yeah, second or third teaching on disappointment. I think this is the second, but we're gonna we're gonna get there. Let's let's just talk a little bit. Uh, again, I'm not going to go through all of the information at, like I've been through going through because you have to take the time to study these things out for yourself. I'm just going to tap on some things, and we're going to move forward. And, of course, I'm going to say the statement that I've told you before, and i told you in time past, and I'm telling you again. If... You are a born-again believer, full of the Spirit, walking in the Word of God, walking in the things of God, renewing your mind, pressing toward the mark, getting in on every services, making sure if if I didn't get in on them, I'm making sure I'm YouTubing or streaming or some way that I'm getting in on it. I want the notes from it. I'm, I'm just filling myself up with the Word. If you are doing all of those things, you shouldn't need extra help. But if you think you're doing all of these and you still have a problem physically, mentally, spiritually, you might need additional help. And it's okay to get additional help if you are something physically going on in your body and you just can't seem to... You say that, you know, oh yeah, I'm walking in the Word, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Well, God's Word, He cannot lie. So evidently somewhere you're missing it. And so I need to go to the doctor... I need to go to my primary physician. I need my primary physician to if they if need be to send me somewhere where I can get extra help. Because some things that that's just physically, because mentally you might need to come and have a counselling with the pastor. You need extra help because you've done your own study, you've done your own deal. But I need a little extra help. Sometimes you just need counsel. You need to talk to someone. You need to be. You need to 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 just further information that you may not know or you may have forgotten. That's not just being taught at this time. And you need to spend some time. You'd be like, I just need. I need counseling with Pastor because I need. That's additional help. See, I'm not just talking about physical. Sometimes you just need to say, you know what, I just need to, I need, I need, I need to be advised, and I need to be advised by someone spiritual. Not just somebody natural that just want to gossip about you or just want to know your business, but we're talking about someone that's spiritual. You confess your fault to somebody that's spiritual that can help you. And so in those things, you might need additional help, and it's okay to get it. Additional help, Amen. And then I told you that this particular teaching is a threefold purpose, and it's to glorify God. It is to remain in His will, and we want to be mature. Those are three things that we need to be. It need to be on point in our lives. We need to know how to glorify God stay in His will, and we need to know how to mature. And I told you the goal of this teaching is for us to hit the mark, to reach the mark. You know, we're tired, of, you ought to be tired of missing the mark. It's time to hit the mark. And not in just now, but in every dispensation of your life, every span, we're in and out of dispensations. We've learned this in our ministry, and we know, you're not in just one big long dispensation, you go in and out of dispensations. And, and a dispensation is simply a Span of time in your life, and you go from one thing to another. For example, the high school student that dispensation have closed from there; they're about to go into another dispensation. So it is in our lives, in our natural lives, when we we, we go from one dispensation to another. Well, we want to make sure that we're in the will of God in every dispensation, Amen. And then we we're dealing with our objectives, and we've already dealt with a couple of them. We dealt with how to press forward. In our old life, how our old life tend to want to hang on us, and how do we press forward from that. And then we dealt with how to press forward from loss. And we, we went specifically with the death, and especially those that are close to us. How do we press forward? Because it's hard to press forward after death, especially after someone's close to you. It is very, very hard. It's it's not as hard when you didn't know the person that well. You know, you have a, a aunt that was down the line, and, you know, you can just kind of push through, and you go on. But when it's someone that reaches close to home, it is very hard to... Just press forward. But so we talked on those, and we did about four weeks on that. And so God, and I believe God blessed you immensely. For those of you that haven't experienced that, we found out that one day I will. Because we said, what does the Bible say? The Bible said it is appointed once for man to die. So when we looked at each other, and we said, you know, I told you, look at the person next to you. They will die Because that's just it. I know that's raw, but we must be raw because we, I don't wanna, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to play with your feelings and I don't want you to play with mine. That's the truth of the matter. We have an appointment. Everybody does. And so everybody will go through that. So God dealt with us about that. So we will be prepared for that. And then there's uh, how to press forward from disappointments. That's what we're on right now. Then we're going to see how do I press forward when I've missed God. Oh, we all can benefit from that because everyone has missed God before. I, as a pastor, have missed God before. The pastor before me have missed God before. The pastor that will come after me will miss God before. And all of you in here have missed God before and so we want to learn how do I press forward after I've missed God and God has done this and that and I've just missed him and gone the other way we're going to deal with that and then we're also going to deal with how do we press forward from a stagnant place a lot of people are in a stagnant place and God wants to help you out Amen. And then we said that death is unavoidable, inescapable. So we need to have the knowledge of what we are to do. Amen. And then we also said that we'll move on from, from, from there. And then we said we're gonna press forward because we, we, I wanna get into the new information that we're talking about. So last week we, we went to Philippians 13, I mean 3 verses 13 to 15. And then we went to Romans chapter 8. And we, we, we began to understand how do I really press forward when I've been disappointed. And when I said particularly we're gonna talk about disappointments when things happen that disappoint you and you have no control over it. If you had control over it, it would have turned out different. But because you have no control over it, you're disappointed. And many of us have had that disappointments because we had no control or we had no say in it, and we've been disappointed. Amen. And we begin to look at specific ones, and I told you that I've had a lot of disappointments in my life, and I've had a lot of disappointments in in in. 2020, 2021, uh, ever since the pandemic, because you would put down and you have plans for your life, things you want to do, and then all of a sudden something comes up and you can do none of them. And you'd be like, oh, gosh, I'm disappointed because I can't do this and I can't do that. Just disappointments. Amen. So we said, how do I handle the disappointment? How do I handle those things that happen to me that I can't have and I don't have control over. But how you handle them is essential. It's essential to your walk. Because see, you can handle them by shutting down. You can handle them by not having anything to do with it. But it's essential that you understand that when I'm disappointed how do I handle that? I need to know how. Because it's essential to my walk with God how I handle it. Because disappointments can get you distracted. It can get you off focus. Just like that. Just a disappointment it will get you off focus in an instant. Amen. And I told you, I'm just going over, still reviewing. When we're disappointed in life, we got to understand that life moves on. We can't stop because we're disappointed. And most of us do. When we're disappointed, we like, now wait a minute. And you just want to stop but you have to understand life moves on whether you're disappointed or not i got to move on we talked about that last week i won't get into it we also gave you a definition of disappointment and we said that the definition means that when you're disappointed it's a sadness or displeasure caused by non-fulfillment of your hopes or your expectations that's what happens that's what disappointment is. It is a sadness or a displeasure caused by a non fulfillment of your hopes and expectations. But listen what I said closely. Your hopes and your expectations, not God's. Not God's. You are have a sadness and a displeasure because your hopes and your they were not fulfilled, but they were not God's. So we can't say, oh, you know, no, no, There were your expectations, but they were real. Because let me tell you, when you're disappointed, sadness is real. Hurt is real. But just know you have that sadness because of your expectations. I expected this and this didn't happen. So I'm hurt and I'm disappointed. I expected this. I hoped for this and this didn't happen and that didn't happen. And now I'm disappointed. And those things and that feeling of sadness and displeasure, it can get you all focused. And it's in, in any area. Some people are just just unhappy because they didn't have two parents in the home. Some people just have because they, they, they can't come from a family that they wish they wouldn't have came in. Just disappointed about many of things. But no, those were all of your hopes and your expectations, and we talked about that on last week as well. And then we said, when're disappointment when you're disappointed, it is because of three things. We said number one, it's your present situation that has you disappointed. number two, it's your past experience that have you disappointed. and number three, your perceived future what you perceive your future is going to be and it's not headed that way and it can be disappointed like oh i wanted to do this and i want to do that your perceived future you can be disappointed we talked about that on last week as well and we won't go in depth in that amen And then, again, we have to deal with each disappointment and move on. Because if you don't deal with each disappointment, the next disappointment is going to stack on top of that one. And then the next disappointment is going to stack on top of that one. Then you're going to have stacks of disappointment. That's where depression come in. That's where stress come in. That's where your neck start hurting because you're stressed. That's when your body start hurting because you're stressed. Because you have stacked disappointment on top of disappointment. But we have to understand, you have to deal with everyone that happens before you can move forward. Say, I gotta deal with this disappointment. Because if not, it's gonna stack up, stack up, stack up. And that's how people have nervous breakdowns. They just kept letting it stack up, stack up. They never dealt with it. And then it all comes crashing down. So we as believers, we must deal with every disappointment right then and there. I have to deal with it. Amen? And then we've learned something. And and I told you, I've learned something in life, and I'm sharing it with you. It is rare, everybody say rare. It's very rare that the way you, what you hope for, will come to pass. Very rare. It's very rare the things that you just expect to come to pass. That doesn't happen all the time. Again, it's not things that God has told you. It's just things you hoped for. I didn't say it didn't ever come to pass. I said it's very rare. When you have an expectation and it doesn't come into fruition because it's very rare. That's why it's so important for us to have the will of God because the will of God will come to pass. You can have a high expectation and a high hope if God said it in His Word. But if He didn't say it in His Word, it's just your own hope and your expectation. And it may or may not come to pass. And more than likely, it won't. And then, once again, you're going to be disappointed. Are you following me? And part of the ways I told you to avoid disappointment, listen, is to stop having hope and expectations in everything. See, that's our problem. We have hope and expectation in all the things that God has nothing to do with. God is only, he's only required to bring your hopes and expectation to pass in what he said he would do. But we have hope and expectations in things that are... So don't put all of your hope and expectations in things that God didn't say you that he promised, he promised you. I didn't say it was sin. He just didn't promise you that. So why be disappointed? Say, oh, that was just something I hoped for and it didn't come to pass. Well, you know what, I'm going to take that rejection because God never promised it. See, God's promises are here. And you can have high expectations and high hope for it. But just your own thing that this is what I expect and this is what I hope, you know, this is what... God didn't promise you that. Oh, you know, I was hoping they were going to come by this week. They didn't. But you can't find that in the Word. And now you're got disappointed. Well, I thought they were going to do this, but they didn't do it. Did God's Word say, no, that was your own expectation. So, again, rarely do your hopes and expectations come to fruition. I thought they were going to. I just expected them to do it. Why? I mean, that's that's just a throw up in the air. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Again, it's not sin, but if God didn't say it here... Don't put all of your hope and expectations in it to where you don't move. See, it's okay to have your hopes and expectations, but know that it's going to rarely, it's rarely going to happen. But don't act like God didn't come through. God say, no, it wasn't my expectation. It was yours. All of the ones that I told you will come through, but it was your expectation and maybe it will, maybe it won't. And I know everybody they have a high expectation or a high hope, and they put God's name on it. But that don't mean it's God's. People, I done seen people put God's name on everything, and it, and God don't have a thing to do with it. Just putting the name on it don't make it God's. It has. Let me tell you, all of God's promises are written here. You ain't gonna, you not gonna, you not gonna find no. Yeah, well, I I know it ain't in the Bible, but no, so well, it ain't in the Bible, then it ain't God's. You know, people come with that. Well, I know it ain't the Bible. But see, this is a new revelation I have. That's the time you run. If you ain't never ran before, you chop up. You bounce. If somebody tell you that, God, you know, this is some revelation nobody knows but me. You know, God has just showed me this. It ain't here. Bounce. Hard. Quick. Run. Run. You say, nope, nope, nope. If I can't find it here. I'm not, I don't, don't, don't give me no new revelation, because there is no new revelation. Now, it might be new to you to hear, but it's always been here. Did you hear me? It might be new for you to hear, but it's always been here. And it always will be. So anybody come and tell you, I don't care what the Bible says. this is what, no. And then you have to tell now. I don't care what you say. You know, just no. Amen? And so we don't need to put high expectations. And, and I went into marriage and I told you, you know, marriage, you know, and we, remember we dealt with that. I told you, you know, that most people in that, high expectations and hope. I saw it yesterday. I said, yeah, that's high expectations and hope. And that sounds good in front of everybody. But I, I'm no fool. <laughs> and you better not be either. I'm like, yeah, I mean, let me tell you, you have to make sure that you're lining up with the Word of God, not just quoting it. Anybody can quote a word. Anybody can say a word. Watch their actions. I'm never impressed with people's words. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. It all sounds good and lovely. You know, it, I want to see, just like we was up here today, all of that sounds good and lovely, but I'm going to need Ebony and Samuel to walk in that. Not just talking. I don't I want, we need to all walk in that. I need this congregation walking in that. So I'm not impressed by your words. Almost laughable for me. It, it really is. Anything like in in anything, because I want to see you walk. Because your walk will tell it all. And guess what? Well, I, well, I could. How do you know? Because see, I can't fake it. But how many of you know? You can't fake long, because you gonna miss it. You can't fake long. Let me tell you, you can't pretend long, because the real you gonna come out. It will show up and say, "There I am." Yeah, you always been there. All you got to do is wait on it. I love to wait on it. And I love to hear people's talk so I can put them in remembrance of that. And then we said there are three things we need to do to press toward the uh, mark from disappointment. I told you, number one, we have to reconcile my situation with the truth. We dealt with that. You, whatever your situation is, you got to reconcile that with truth. You got to get in this word and you got to bring that thing and let it line up with this word. See, that's the way you're able to move forward. If you don't reconcile it, you're holding that situation in that circumstance in your life. You got to reconcile it with truth caught on that last week this one is going to be good to move forward from disappointment i must forgive mm. when i came home last night from the wedding and i was looking over some notes for next week and i was just you know thinking some different deals and i got up and i typed a few things and i laid back down and i was like oh that forgiveness oh my god If you have an ought with anyone or you have unforgiveness. If you have ought with God. Because you know you can have unforgiveness with with God. I'm mad at you, God. Just disappointed that you didn't do what I had. Just disappointed that you didn't do what so-and-so had. That's unforgiveness. And what did I tell you? You can never get forgiveness. Well, you can never get forgiveness or you can never get help from someone you're mad at and this is why you can't get over what you're mad at because you the one that can help you you're mad so we need to we're going to look at that on next week and then we have to look at how to encourage myself learn how to encourage myself amen and then I told you that you can't stay sad be in a sad place and achieve the will of God. If you're full of sadness and you can't go forward, you, you cannot, I'm going to tell you, you will not be in the will of God. I don't care how much church you go to. I don't care how much Bible you quote. Until, if you're still in a sad place and still, you know, can't get good, you cannot do the will of God. You cannot do what you know to do. You still can't do it. Because why? I'm sad. I got sadness. I'm in a place. That's that stagnant place. You will not be in the will of God. Whether it's from past experiences, you've got to reconcile that. Whether it's from present experiences, you've got to reconcile that. Whatever, whatever situation is going on in your life, you've got to reconcile it. You've got to reconcile everything, even what you perceive your future to be. You've got to bring that with the truth of the word of God. I'm just disappointed. Now I'm this year old, and this didn't happen, and that didn't happen. Bring it to God. Amen. And He will show you exactly what you need. Amen. And when you look at past experiences, we never reconcile experiences with the truth. And we never even look at it truthfully. See, if you don't reconcile it with truth, you won't look at it truthfully. See, once you start reconciling, you start looking at it truthfully. Again, some people say, you know, I didn't have... And I've heard people say that. You know, I didn't have my mother or my father growing up. And that's why I'm disappointed. And that's why I can't do this in life. Or that's why I'm discouraged. Or that's why I do the things I do. But here's the thing. This is the thing that you need to understand when you think, you know, my, my mother and my father wasn't around. You don't know if them not being around was a blessing or not. See, we just take for granted... I needed them around. You don't know. They may not have been a blessing. Because you don't really know what they would be like. You just say, oh, they weren't around. And now this is what I believe. And I'm going to be like the man of God. I'm saying this because I have the Spirit of God. I believe this with my heart. I believe that God bless you sometimes in removing a parent from your life. Because that person's life would have impacted you in a devastating way. See, some people, they grow up and they be like, I don't know who my mother was. I don't know who my father was. And why did this happen to me? Sometimes they're removed because you don't even understand. They would have devastated your life. And God had plans for your life. And it was time. God's life. I removed them for your life so that I can deal with them away from you so your life won't be Devastated. Actually, God is merciful when he removes a person from your life who will actually harm your life. That's mercy. (laughs) And, but notice what he'll do. He might move someone from you that would hurt your life, but he will always fill it with someone that will love you and care for you and minister. He will never just leave you out there. He will put people in your life that will be there to help you solve problems to love you, replace them. God's purpose is never going to be thwarted. For those that love you, those that will raise you, He'll do that. People say, I never knew my mother. I never knew my father. But had you known them, you may not, they may not have been helpful to you. So you see, you can't, you can't use that. Because God have you at this place right now. Right where you are right now. And I, most of the time I've seen people that have had people that, parents that they didn't know when they were young and they just wanted to meet them. They wanted to meet them. And they did. And I have yet to see one that have met their parents on that type of level that it solved any problems. It don't. I have yet to see it. As a matter of fact, it causes them to realize, actually, after they meet them and get to know them, they actually, the person that wanted to meet them so bad, actually begin to say, you know what, I'm glad they weren't in my life. Now that I know, now, now that I see, because you'll start seeing things. Are you following me? So a lot of times you can't even use that because God may have helped you. So we have to look at our past. We got to look at our present. We also got to look at our perceived future in the light of the truth. You got to be in the light of the truth. Understand this: disappointment is an attitude, and that attitude is it, it, it takes a position based on your mindset. Did you hear me? And uh, being disappointed is an attitude. And it takes on a position based on your mindset, the way you're thinking. See, before I get stuck on this in, in disappointment, I must make sure that my mind is based on truth. So I don't want to get stuck on this disappointment. I'm disappointed. But is my mind based on truth? Because if your mind is based on truth, you're not going to be stuck in a place of disappointment. But if your mind is not based on truth, you're going to be stuck and just disappointed. And I can't move forward. And guess what? When you can't move forward and you're stuck in disappointment, there's going to be problems in your marriage, with your children, with those in authority. There's going to be trouble because you're stuck in a place. But if you put that the truth in your mind, you will never be stuck in disappointment. You will be disappointed because disappointment is all a part of life. But you will be able to move forward. You'll be able to go on. Are you with me? I want you to get this. It's so very important. Now go with me to Romans chapter 8. We were there last week. We're going to read some. In Romans chapter 8, Are you there? Beginning at verse, uh, what verse are we want to go to? We want to go to verse 16. We're going to start at verse 16. Are you in uh, Romans chapter 8? Okay. Beginning at verse 16, it says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Now right there, you need to stop and understand that you're going to suffer some things. You're going to suffer some things. Look at verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's one of the things that will keep you going right there. This will keep you going when you start getting sad, when you start just feeling disappointed. You need to read that. I reckon that the suffering, because when you are disappointed, your suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God. We won't always be in this corruptible body. For we know that the whole creation groans and travaileth and in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. We're waiting for that. Still reading. For we are saved by hope, and hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why doth he yet hope for? But if ye hope, for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth thy infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit is himself, and that should be himself, because the Spirit is not a it. But himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know all things, all things work together for good for them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Now, there's a lot in what I just read, a lot. And I'm going to take a little bit at a time and go through some things. These things I want you to remember. Letter A, I want you to remember this. We all experience suffering. We all experience suffering. Why? Why do we go through these things? Well, simple. We all are going to go through suffering because Adam sinned. Period. Period. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Because Adam sinned. And the whole world is corrupted. Because of sin, we all will suffer. We'll all go through some things that we did not expect and we did not and cannot control, every one of us. You're going to go through some things that you did not expect and you cannot control, every one of us. Now... Before I go forward, let me preface this statement, because this is very important that you understand this. Every person under the sound of my voice, because I'm going to prove to you that everybody's going to go through something. Listen. Every person under the sound of my voice, listen, should have a healthy diet. Every person under the sound of my voice should eat right. Listen, every person under the sound of my voice should exercise. Every person under the sound of my voice should go to the doctor. Every person should follow under the sound of my voice should follow the doctor's instructions. Did you hear me? Now. If you eat right and you exercise and you go to the doctor and you follow the doctor's instructions, you can still get sick. You can still get sick. See, see, see some people think I can do this and I'm never going to get sick. I know. I had a trainer that used to train me. She was. I'm telling. You, she was. She was buff. She was. She had cancer. You can do all of these things and still get sick. Follow me. You say, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I eat all the right things. I exercise. I go to the doctor. I go this way. And you go right into that doctor, and you like, okay, going on. We can do our physical. We can do everything. And you go right into that doctor, and the doctor will say, you have a problem. And you'll say, how? How do I have a problem? I exercise. I eat right. I have everything going. This is for all of you that like to buy those books and read those books. You know, the three foods that cause you not to get. Eat these three and you won't get. You know all those books you buy. Honey, save that money and put it in the ministry. But, you know, we buy those books and say, oh, yeah, you need to do this. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go there. Those all those books they have all over the shelf. Just eat these three books. And you won't get. You buy the book. You eat those three foods. And you go to the doctor. And the doctor says, you have cancer. There are people. I'm saying this for a reason. There are people who have no fat on their body. Eat right. Exercise every day and young. Listen to me. And they've gone to the doctor. And the doctor says, You have diabetes. And the first thing people say that. Doing all of the health things and doing all of those things, the first thing they say, when the doctors say you have cancer, you have diabetes, you have to the, they said, the first thing they said is that 's not, that's not possible. Because I eat right, I exercise, I do all of that. I do this, I do that. Listen and understand this. you 'll understand it more about death. I don't care what you do. And I don't care how many times you do it. And I don't care how many books you buy. Your body is corruptible. And it is corruptible. You don't have an incorruptible body yet. Get that out of your head. Now, again, it's nothing wrong. We should all eat right. We should have exercise. But don't think that's going to keep you here forever because you have a corruptible body. We're getting an incorruptible body. We don't have one now. And yeah, you might lose the inches and you might look good in your clothes and you might look all that. But it won't stop you from getting cancer. Those pants that was tight at size 14, you can get in a ten now. But you still have a corruptible body. I don't care if you eat greens all day long. You know those little containers, greens in it and got all the vegetables. You still have a corruptible body. We're talking real time here. I don't have no jokes to pay for it. I don't have no plaything to tell you. I ain't got to. You do all of that. You're going to live until you're 110. I'm not going to tell you that because that's not true. Now listen to me. Listen to me because I'm going somewhere. The first thing again they say is it's impossible. I did this. I did that. The body is corruptible. I told you that. Now, listen, if you don't take care of it, and you don't exercise, you don't eat right, you're going to die sooner. But you're going to die, but you will die sooner. It's, but why? Because the body's going to break down sooner than if you, of the person that takes care of their body. It's simply put. and because you do all those things you might live a little longer but you're still going to die now listen again whether you take care of it you're going to go back to the ground from where it came from whether you don't take care of it it's going back to the ground from where it came i have seen people that didn't particularly care for take care of their body and I've seen them live a long time. And I've seen people that took care, great care of their body die early. Didn't live a long time. So listen, things happen. You have a corruptible body. You're going to go through some things. And here's a list of some things that you're going that you're going all of us are going to experience. Number one, we are all going to experience evil because we're in this world. So see, all of the things that you're doing, just know it's not going to change. It, again, it might get you to stay a little longer on the earth. And, and like I said, I've seen people that didn't take care of their body live longer than some people that have. So it does not matter. Things happen. Are you with me? We're talking about how to move forward when you're disappointed. We're all going to experience evil. Somebody is going to say something or do something or treat you in an evil way. Guess what else? All of us are going to experience misfortune. Every one of us. You live in this world. You're not exempt. We all are going to experience calamity. Calamity. If you don't know what calamity is, look it up. Calamity is like a drought. Like heat waves or, you know, sometimes it, you have a locust that come in, it's a calamity. We all are going to experience Hardships. See, everybody think where they are now, they're going to always be that. Nope, nope, nope. And yeah, I know you want to go with that, decree it, declare it, and you think you're going to be that. That's not. You already experienced that. You already experienced it. If you could decree and declare things, then why are you having any problems? Because if my neck hurt, I could decree and declare that it stopped. That neck say I ain't even trying to eat. That neck be saying, talk to the hand. Here's another pain. You're gonna go through hardships. You're gonna go through. Everybody's going to live long enough. Hmm, I don't like this ministry. They, just, you know, they talking negative. No, I'm talking real time. And I'm talking what's, nat, what's naturally happens in your life. Why? See, I know we want to be beefed all up and, and want people to tell us all these lies. I'm not here for that. Because it's unscriptural. If, we, if everything was going to be perfect, we would need this. God said, man born of woman, there's going to be many days of trouble. You're going to have troubles. Now, that's a promise. See, nobody wants to, want to deal with that, but that's a promise. He said, no other certainty, you're going to be persecuted, and you're going to have problems. And then he even tell you about marriage. He said, you know what? It's Paul said, it's better if a lot of you be like me. He said, but I know you can't. He said, but just know of a certainty, once you get married, honey, let me tell you, it'll make you look at them vows like, you know, you almost want to bust out laughing, and you just try to hold it in. Because, baby, listen, how many times I have to tell you that that wedding is not the marriage? That's a, a wedding, and that that's a party. That's all that is. It's a party. And everybody likes to feel good at a party. But let real time hit. And believe me, it will hit. But I want you to know, this is real time. You, let me All that other stuff. I mean, I, and I love weddings. I really do. I love weddings. But I ain't impressed by not a one. Not a one thing you say. And now, I, like, I want to see what you're gonna to do to it, and what you're gonna do with it, because everything else is fluff. And people know how to give a good fluff. They just like a root beer. You know, how you pour in half of it, just fluff, and you be like, "Well, there ain't hardly no drink in there." That's how it is when you. That's how it is at a wedding. That much fluff. Get on out of here. See, you messed with the wrong one. You came to the wrong ministry. I need to go tell this go tell me. Well, too bad you came in here. Now you're going to be required to understand this thing. Are you with me? So we're all going to go through the ship. Listen, every one of us are going to experience pain. Not nobody. You're not exempt. I don't care how much you love the Lord. I can sit up here and he can messiah and ta-ta-ta all I want. You're going to have some pain in life. And a lot of us already have. And if you haven't had any, it's because you're young, and you will get some. And you should have got some when you was young. Somebody didn't whoop your butt, and you would have started start finding you would start finding out pain early. Hmm. I know all of this sounds bad, but I'm going somewhere if you bear with me, because I'm trying to get you to gym. Just follow me to Loveland, because it's good. I think I dated myself, but okay. They tell me, what? What does she mean? Well, don't don't worry about it. We all are going to go through things, listen, that we have to endure. Every one of us. You're going to have to endure. And those of you with young children, you don't have teenagers yet, you're going to have to endure. You're going to have to endure. You're going to have to some, well, oh, Let me take it a little further. Let's go from teenagers. Those of you that got grown children, you're gonna have to endure. You still gonna have to endure. Isn't it amazing how your children, once they get grown, they act like you don't know what you're doing about nothing. They didn't forgot you raised them, but they like, you don't you don't do it that way. Okay. Everybody has to endure. Listen, there are things in this life that you're going to have to endure before you get to the other side. There are multiple things that you all would never know about that me and my husband had to endure, and it was difficult. It was difficult in ministry, it's just difficult in life. It wasn't easy. And guess what? It wasn't what we expected, but the reality of it that we had to go through, we had to go through. There was no other way around it. We were called to it, everything that we've done. So no matter what kind of frustration or whatever you have to go, you still have to go through because you're called to it. Whatever God is telling you, to, you got, you're called to it. You're going to have to listen. You're going to go through dealing with issues in life. They're going to come up. If you're a believer, you will also have the endurance of persecution. It's coming your way. It's going to happen. That's why Paul said, if we suffer with him, we can also be glorified together with him. We're going to go through. Now. Now. The suffering that he's talking about, he's not talking about sickness and disease. He's not talking about that. He's talking about persecution that we all have to go through as believers. We're going to go through it. But look at verse 18. I like verse 18. Where am I? 18. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now the second suffering is referring to the evils and the misfortunes and the calamity that's going to happen in our life. You're not going to get around it. Just wait. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus makes it even more clear. He says... The rain falls on the just and the unjust, as well as the sunshine on the just and the unjust. So it doesn't matter whether you know the Lord or not, it's going to rain on you too. But that movie said it's going to rain on your head. That's what it's going to do. In every life, whether you're just or unjust, the rain will come. So you don't have to look at people that don't belong to God and say, Well, that's why it's happening, because it'll happen to you. Are you with me? He'll call the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. You know what somehow some believers have made it up in their mind, listen, that the only one you know, that that they're the only one going through stuff. You know, when you're going through something, it seems like to you everybody's, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going through this. Listen, everybody goes through what you're going through. Everybody goes through stuff, with or without Jesus. But when, you, when you're going through something yourself, it seems like you're by yourself. But everything that we go through, somebody's going through it, or going through it. Now, the reason I'm giving you this is because these things can cause disappointments. All of these things will cause disappointment because they're happening to us. (laughs) All of these things can cause disappointment. But all of these things don't have to cause disappointment. I know you didn't get that. Grab it. If we could learn how to just think correctly, we need to learn how to think correctly. Then these things that's going to occur, because they're going to occur, they don't have to cause disappointment. Because I think correctly. If I can develop the mentality in Hebrews chapter 12, write it down so you can go home and look at it, where I realize that unlike Jesus, I have not resisted unto blood. Striving against sin. See, we gotta resist see Jesus did you got to resist. you gotta resist the, the the point where I just wanna be disappointed and stuck. How am I gonna come out of this disappointment? Hm. What you're going through pales in comparison to what, what what Jesus went through. Pales in comparison. And guess what? He never became discouraged. He never became disappointed. He was able to finish his assignment, and so can we. Then and only then are you able to move forward. When I realize that everybody, everyone, experienced suffering, then I'll stop making this statement, Why is everything happening to me? (sighs) Oh. That's not fair. Everybody, everybody's picking on me, everything's saying. Like, it don't seem like it's happening to nobody. Else. It's just me. Hmm. We can have that conspiracy. What about me? Why me? Why us? Sometimes where hardship is just your hardship. Okay. And you think to yourself, nobody else is going through this for me. Listen, everybody's not living in the Bahamas at the beach while you're going through. They're going through too. It seems like it because they don't know you. Nobody's, you know, they they, they fine. How do you know? Because somebody's smiling and how do you know? Nobody's doing all of that and you're the only one suffering. There's nobody on the beach with sunshine every day. And I know you done read that book, How to Have That Friday Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, How You Can Live the Weekend Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Honey, save that money and put it in the ministry and stop putting it in dead things because you're going to go through. And reading the book is not going to help you. Well, I'm going to read this because... How to have Friday on Monday. That so sounds nice. Because, you know, everybody's happy on Friday that don't work on the weekend. Well, how do I have that on Monday? Hmm. You better pray. Because let me tell you, that book ain't going to help you. I'm going to tell you that now. That book is not going to help you. Because you're not going to prevent going through things. Everybody has it. Everybody will. We let me tell you, we are in a corruptible world. That's why God said, "Don't build all your treasures here," because it's corruptible. It's got, it, it, that, that's not you want to build your treasures in heaven, because this temporal place is it's just that. Everybody goes through situations. Everybody can experience things that can cause disappointment. Every just, I don't care how much money you make on your job you're going to still get some disappointments. And when you realize that it's just not me with bad luck, it's not the stars lining up against you, those that's into that. I'm an Aquarius. Yeah, they're supposed to have all Tuesdays are bad for them. Astrology... And the Word of God don't mix. So any of y'all into astrology, it don't mix with the Word of God. Do what you want to, but it, it, it... No. No, I'm not going to tell you to do what you want to. Throw that junk away. It's not going to prevent anything. That ain't nothing. You don't want to be stuck. You know, you say you don't believe in bad luck. Until you have bad luck for five times. Then you say, well, I guess I'm just having bad luck. The believer. I don't believe in luck because what God gives you, God gives you. and Can't nobody take it away. Let five bad things happen to you. Well, I guess I don't have no luck today. It'll come out quick. All of a sudden you start believing in bad luck. No, it's just things. It's life. You and I have life. Think correctly concerning things that are wrong or disappointment or greatly disappointment. It's life. We are not a part of the life yet that there is no suffering. We're not a part of that life yet. We will have that life, but as long as you have breath in your body, you're not a part of that life. I know you love the ministry that say, no, if you're going through something, you must have sinned against God. No, 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 no. You're going through life. That's just life. And as long as you breathe, you will go through. You are in this place of suffering. And we're not promised by God, uh, you know, that that you're not going to have suffering. As a matter of fact, He promised that you will. You're going to suffer some things. But going through some things does not mean that you have to be disappointed. It doesn't mean that you have to be discouraged. It doesn't mean that you have to be sad. It doesn't mean that you have to be discontent because I'm all messed up. You have to learn to think correctly. If you think correctly, it'll be different. Listen, you may be going through some challenges. Everybody's going to go through or you, you, know, are, are you might be willing to go through some challenges. There may be even some challenges on the horizon that you don't know about. Because something else is coming. Might be some just on the horizon. Right there. And it does not mean that the devil is busy. See, I want us to stop that. Because life just is what it is. It doesn't have anything to do with the devil. We love to blame. The devil be sitting back eating popcorn and say they blame everything on me and I'm sitting relaxing because I don't have to do much. Life itself will hand you whatever. What do they say? If it hand you lemons, make lemonade. Well, you got to drink it. After you make it. And sometimes it won't be so sweet. And it's okay. Because what? It's life. And don't act like, well, why did he, why did I even give life? Honey, let me tell you. If somebody tried to drown you right now, you'd fight for life. To be back in this life with full of trouble. You ain't saying, well, just kill me now. Anybody want to be killed now? We will oblige you. Everybody know. No. Yeah, but see, life, we can, we can handle this. You didn't handle it this far, and you've had hurt, you didn't had distraction, you've had those things. You're going to have... That's life. It has nothing to do with the devil. It has to do with life and suffering and things because of the sin of Adam that was placed upon us. We had an incorruptible body. He sinned. We now have a corruptible body. And they, let me tell you, the whole system is rented out to him. But it's coming to an end. So I can do He said, I reckon you that the suffering that you're going through is not going to be compared to what shall be revealed. Just go through. See, sometimes things in the future look uncertain. Just remember, you have a Father who loves you. You have grace to help you. And remember, you have the Holy Spirit that will help you in your infirmities. See, it's not like you're just down here suffering and you don't have anything. God said, I'm here. And I've left the greater one on the inside of you. I even gave you a body that can heal itself. But you also live in the world. That that body that I gave you that heal itself, then you got the world system that puts everything in everything you eat. And you eat it. And what does it do? It null and void that thing that I put on the inside of you because they, they put any and everything. Have you seen how big the chickens are? You get a leg and it's bigger than my thigh. You be like, now listen, if it's that big, they done put a whole bunch of stuff in it. And we be talking, woo, yeah, give me the large one there. It's so much stuff in that leg. You are oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and then you, you know, our bodies are corruptible. I'm on a thigh. Well, and I mean, a thigh looks like a breast. No, when you see those, this system, they're there to make money. They done pumped that thing up to make more money, and it's going inside you. So even though God has made this body to heal itself, well, we just, we just destroy it with everything we put in it. That mechanism to destroy struggle, But even if it tries, that's why, let me tell you, it still tries. Even though we wreck everything, have you noticed something get in your eyes? Start watering immediately. It's trying to get it out. And you'll be like, oh, oh. And you, you don't have to worry. It'll just start getting out. Something get in your nose. It'll just start running. That's it. Healing itself. But sometimes you can get so far ahead of the thing. and ate all the wrong things and everything and you want it to heal itself but it can't catch it. It can't catch it. I hope you're understanding this. So we need to focus on the fact that I have my brother and sister in Christ and I have Jesus who can be touched with my infirmity. He understands what I'm going through even in my suffering. He understands that Because His grace can keep you. God's grace can keep you. We need to focus on the fact that you have value. You have purpose. And your value have not changed no matter what you're going through. Purpose never changes no matter what you're going through. God doesn't care what you're going through. He still feels the same way about you. And how about hope? Because let me tell you, you as long as you have breath in your body, you are still here. There can always be hope in your heart for what God says belongs to you. Instead of saying, I have a negative diagnosis, how about saying, I still have time on this earth? See, if I don't care if the doctors say, okay, you have a terminal uh, illness and you got, well, if I'm breathing, I still have a little time, so I need to do what I need to do with the little time I have left. Especially when you know where you're going. So, well, no matter what's going on in your past, what's going on in your present, no matter what you think your future may hold, your Father loves you. Your Father wants grace extended to you and more importantly you have the holy ghost and note this last one god can still be glorified god can always be glorified no matter what you're going through no matter what disappointment no matter how much you suffer god can still be glorified listen the bible says all things work together for the good for those who love the lord and call according to where all things Now, it doesn't mean that everything that happened to you is good. It says, but it worked together for good. So that was something that was intended. So anything that comes to you that don't intend to be beneficial, then you have to understand that, you know what, I'm going to make it have a beneficial effect because I'm going to believe that truth, that all things work together for the good because I'm called of God. I love when the Bible says that. And what Paul was saying when he said that, it was that. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what's not good. God knows how to turn it around and make it beneficial to you. Amen. God always has a plan. God always has a plan. That's God's method. God's plan is laid out. He sti- and let me tell you, no matter what you're going through, what you've been through, what, what you're going to go through, God's plan never changes for your life. As long as you're breathing, the plan that God has for your life is still in place. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through. God's plan stays the same. God adds on to His plan, but He never changes it. No matter what you're going through. You can't say, okay, well now, because remember what we said about death? In death, death changes plans, but it never changes God's plan. Just yours. So God still have a plan. It doesn't change no matter what. And let me tell you, some, some stuff can come. But God has promised me Victory. God God has promised me victory. And I don't care how big, how severe it is, how troubled you are. God's plan for your life has not changed. God is going to have victory in your life. Don't let disappointments get you so down where you're stuck and you can't move. And you can't move forward. Say no. You know what? I'm not going to be disappointed about this. Why? Because I don't have to be. I don't have to be disappointed. Why? Because God is faithful to his word. He's faithful, and God will never let you down. Stand to your feet. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.